Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel. Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another. Where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha. Told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at MileHighHuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! Podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and 24-7 Sports, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, is my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. Is your Denver Broncos reporter for 24-7 Sports. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, the pickings are slim. We're recording this Monday evening. Obviously, we're... We're right at the top of the the worst, the dead time of the NFL calendar, that six-week stretch where there's literally nothing happening. But we're still going to dig deep, and we're going to talk about some issues as it relates to the Broncos today for our listeners. Yeah, oh man, the pickings are definitely slim. It kind of reminds me of when you're out of high school or out of college for a semester, and you're wondering what you're doing with that routine. It's like I woke up today wanting to cover a minicamp practice or a voluntary practice just so I can have something to talk about just so we can have media availability it's it's good for the players to have this time off and it's good for us to kind of take a break in the summer before training camp but when it comes to news chat there's just uh we have to run on fumes right now yep yep but we'll still uh we're gonna dig deep we got some things we want to talk to you about today including some of Chris Harris's most recent comments about his future with the team the unique skill set of Andy Janovich where team president and CEO Joe Ellis sees this team going, and a few other things. We'll get to that. But first, a reminder, make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. That's the best way, you guys, to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. Don't forget, if you're listening on YouTube, before you X out of this video, this podcast episode, to leave a like and a comment because we want to know what you think. We want your thoughts on these topics that we select to discuss on each and every episode, and that engagement really helps us on YouTube. And if you're on iTunes, a quick reminder, if you haven't, leave us that five-star review and, and a creative review. We want to we want to hear your thoughts. As, well. as an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice 
or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Well, all right, Zach. First thing I want to touch on is I want to get your thoughts on how important you think it is for the Denver Broncos to continue to organize events that are basically including inclusive of, perhaps is the best way to say it, the rookie class. So, for example, and Nikki Jabal had the report on Monday, the Broncos had their retreat, and it's turned into almost an annual type of event, to Colorado Springs on Monday. They went with the director of player development, a fellow by the name of Ray Jackson, who's done this you know, for a couple years now, and they're taking him to the U.S. Olympic Training Center, according to Nikki, the Royal Gorge Bridge, among other things. A lot of that is just kind of fluff, but it's the rookies continuing to stay close to the team and close to each other. Do you think that really matters at this time of year, or do you think they should be able to be cut loose and go do their thing until camp? I mean, no, they're going to have both. I mean, this is just a, a, a one-week thing, let's say, or so. Then they have five weeks after that off still, so they can go their separate ways and get away. But I personally love this, just like I love when the Broncos rookies went, went to Top Golf last week. I love the bonding, the chemistry, and you want those players, even though they're on the same team, even though they're all coming in the same class, they're all strangers to each other personally as people. So they have to bond off the field, too, and it's so important. And I couldn't be uh, uh, happier that there's a tight-knit feeling in the locker room already with the veterans and the rookies and the veterans and rookies together. So any event that uh, they want to enhance their chemistry, I'm always uh, supportive of. To me, it feels like a team not quite yet trusting their rookies to be out on their own. And who knows? You know, maybe, maybe that's reading a little bit too much into it. But I think the, this class, just like last year, is replete with high-character guys, smart guys, guys who are going to continue to work out and stay in football shape and you know feed their football brains at the same time while they're off, while also trying to get some R&R because this six weeks is the quiet before the storm. Let us not forget that storm is coming for these rookies, many of whom are going to be called on to really contribute this year. And as we saw in 2018 with that great and phenomenal rookie class, many of them hit that rookie wall in the final quarter of the season. Yeah, I, I was going to say it'd be hypocritical of the Broncos to draft these these players and these people based on their merits and their character and then turn around and not trust them to take their own summer vacation. I, I love the, the team bonding, and I do think if, if, if Ray Jackson is worth his, his weight in what he does, he would tell them that their own time is important. Get away from it. Get away from the grind. Go enjoy your family and your friends. Just be responsible about it and enjoy your time off because come July 18th, that's it until next you know January, hopefully February. They have to enjoy it now. I, I think they can have both. Um, maybe a little overkill. I would only say if I'm nitpicking, you know, topping these opponent, these events on top of each other, you know, one after the other. But the more the better, in my opinion. To you could never have too much chemistry in that locker room, especially for so many different personalities all coming together under a new coaching regime. Let's move on and talk about <clears throat> Chris Harris's recent interview with Mike Kliss of Nine News, and this is a topic I think we should probably try the hardest to sink our teeth into there's a lot here to really analyze basically you know we've it feels like between all the stories we've written and the time the episodes we've covered on chris harris that we've really beaten this horse to death but his future remains a big question mark and it's kind of an issue that's nagging at the minds of broncos country and in a recent sit down with mike kliss 
I'm going to read you a quote for Chris Harris. Chris is saying basically that, you know, there's there's the possibility of being in the ring of fame for a guy, a player of Harris's qualifications and, and contributions. But Chris allows, he goes, look, former Broncos middle linebacker Al Wilson, who was on pace to become one of the best players, at least defensive players in, in, in Broncos history. I still think, even though his career was cut short, he is one of the best defensive players in Broncos history. But Cliss says, Al Wilson earned five Pro Bowl berths, and he's not in the ring of fame. However, I think the main reason for that, Zach, is the acrimonious way in which Al Wilson's relationship with the Broncos kind of came to an end with that, that neck injury. But that's neither here nor there. Harris, in response to to Cliss kind of setting it up that way, he says, quote, oh yeah, with regard to the Ring of Fame, it definitely matters. I definitely want to be in the rafters when I'm done here. I know the fans wanted me here. My family wanted me here. It just made sense to go out here and do whatever I can to prove it that I want to retire here, close quote. Now, this is all good to hear. On You know, he's kind of speaking out both sides of his mouth. On one hand, he says, you know, I'm going to be the number one paid corner next year. On the other, he's saying, I want to retire a Bronco. If, right. if one, you know, I'm, I'm not, let me put it this way. I don't think both things can be true. I don't think both things can happen. I don't think John Elway in any way, shape, or form is really considering paying Chris Harris $15 million next year or more, even if he goes and has an all-pro season. Yeah, you know, I have a lot to say because I've covered the Harris thing step-by-step so closely, and it's just, I was all in favor of him getting his deal, and then he turned around and made those comments when he got his deal, and it it kind of soured him, uh, me a little bit on him and his stance, and it was all about the money for him. He wants to get paid, and he wants more money. He bled the Broncos and then turns around and says, I want to end up in the rafters. To me, anything he says now is very uh, ego-driven. It's very self-serving on Harris's part. He's pretty much saying that I'm going to be good enough to get that money, and if they pay me, then I'll be good enough to end up in the rafters. I mean, that may be true, and he is a good player, but uh, the humility on Chris Harris Jr.'s part, it's non-existent right now. And I thought he'd be a little more uh, humble, I can only say. I I just think his comments were uh, more about himself than about the team. And and to be fair, after the season, he did say he wants to retire with the Broncos, but— what is any other athlete going to say when they're angling for a contract? And he still is. Right. He wants a multi-year deal. It's all optics and PR spin, I think, from Harris. And maybe that makes me a skeptic, but based on what he said, it's been all about the money for him. Let me ask you this. Do you think John Elway, do you think there's anything Chris Harris could do in 2019 from a performance perspective, from an impact perspective, to convince John Elway and Joe Ellis and you know Mike Sullivan, the, the cap czar, the cap wizard there at Dove Valley, is there anything Harris could do to convince them to open up the wallet nine months from now and really pay him that kind of money that he's looking for? Yeah, uh, the, the, there's so many moving parts to that because that would assume that uh, they're, they're comfortable with Kareem Jackson and safety or Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan didn't work out. The only thing I can think of is if he has an just an outstanding, just an all pro, you know, seven, eight pick season, a ridiculous season, and that would maybe maybe think Elwig think twice about paying him. But based on the bridges that were burned and, and knowing Elway's ego and the way he, he likes to win in negotiations, and most people are saying that he lost this badly, I don't see any way that Harris is returning after he just invested Elway in two other cornerbacks. It, it would take a massive season on, on Harris's part, and Jackson or Callahan are both falling on their faces for Elway to even rethink about paying him that money over a, a long-term deal. Now, I know you weren't covering the team this particular year I'm about to mention, but you, I'm sure, didn't miss this. The hype that surrounded Chris Harris in 2014, 
as right. the, he just became a, a analytics darling, right? He was like the highest. I'm going off the top of my head here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he finished either number one or number two highest graded player in pro football focus, let alone cornerback. Like he just had an elite season, and that was in his fourth year. And that's really what kind of spurred the Broncos to open up the, the checkbook in the first place and pay him. Outside of a really obviously consistent and productive season like that in 2019, in which he, his, he also increases his profile at large, right, in the, in the national media, in the local media, to a point where it would be like John Elway not extending Champ Bailey while he's still playing at a prime level. Outside of that scenario, Zach, I really don't see Chris Harris Jr., or John Elway anyway, being willing to accommodate Chris Harris' future demands. I don't either. And if he has a good season, Chris Harris Jr., I mean, Elway is going to use that and hopefully it'll help him get to the playoffs. I mean, Elway is so all in on 2019 right now. That's the reason why he, you know, defer to Harris in the first place. And if Harris can help them win, so be it. And then I think part of me um, would, would think that Elway would be satisfied getting that third round compensatory pick. Let's say if Harris signs elsewhere next offseason. With that and a winning season, maybe a playoff berth, I think, and the other players behind him in Jackson and Callahan, Elway would be content letting him go. And I think, well, I agree with you, it's going to be hard to change his mind. I do think he's bound for the Ring of Fame eventually. It's just a question of when, even if this ends up being his last season. But you talked about 2019. There's no doubt John Elway is 100% invested in this year being a success. And Chris Harris, in that same conversation with Mike Kliss, touched on some 2019 issues and you know obviously it's really exciting this trio of corners the Broncos now have with Harris Callahan and Jackson and Cliss talks about how all three have taken turns during OTAs and minicamp and of course Chris Harris was there for I think six well five practices because they canceled the last one but he was there rotating all three of them playing the nickel different roles here's the quote from Chris Harris he said These guys are smart. They can play everywhere. They just love the game regarding his new teammates. That's what I always want. I want to play with teammates that really love the game like me and are really all in on football and try to win. So I'm really happy with the guys we brought in. And then one other quote here. He says that these guys have a lot of experience. Like I said, he says we have answers for a lot of different things that the offense is going to do. And I've had great one-on-one talks. He also goes on to talk about, Zach, how Coach Fangio seems to have uh, an answer for everything with regard to uh, opposing offenses. And he says, quote, he likes to rotate the hard down instead of being the hard down on me every play of the game. The hard down meaning it's the one down that you might have help, referring to a safety over the top. The next down, it might be all on you. And in previous years, it's been all on me a lot of the plays. He wants to rotate that and give us all a chance to make more plays. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I heard I, 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 me, me, me. I mean, maybe I'm just looking at Harris the wrong way now, but it just I can't see anything else other than a self-centered uh, you know, cornerback for this team right now. I do like the insight that he shared in Fangio's defense, and it kind of aligns with everything else that we've heard about the secondary being so versatile and the, the different components of the defense. In that sense, I'm more encouraged and more uh, you know, ho- hopeful for Vic Fangio's defense in Denver, but uh, he wants more players like him. And I think he's a little I, – I, I happen to think he's a little bummed still that they went out and signed a player in Callahan who's literally like a clone of his, maybe not on his level yet, but the same type of talent. I mean, I just, that's the lens I'm looking Chris Harris Jr. through right now. Well, it's shifted a little bit away from Harris and just kind of overall that secondary. And just think about the implications here 
of what he's really saying with regard to that hard down. If you really boil it down, what he's saying is that on any given play, all three the Broncos are confident in all three of those corners to be on an island with their respective matchup. And that's not something that the team, let's face it, felt comfortable doing last year with Bradley Roby. And that's what he means, is that in the in at least in last year, because Talib was around the year before, in twenty eighteen, a lot the onus was really put on Harris to to, to for the hard down, to to single up with a guy one on one, the best player on the opposing team, the best receiver, and just mirror and follow him around the field. This time, though, Zach, the Broncos have three corners. They're confident they can rotate that type of a responsibility, which, as he said, frees him up to make more plays. And what he means by that is when he's not running and following a single guy down the field, he can more kind of face the play and read and react off of what he's seeing the quarterback do and how the routes are unfolding underneath him and drive and make plays, which could turn into, like he talked about when he first kind of re-signed or whatever, uh, could turn into more interceptions for him. Yeah, I do think the Broncos' defense will produce more turnovers, and Harris should be a beneficiary of that. Uh, If he makes more plays, it'll help his free agent value, but I wonder how he'd feel if his kind of backfires and what he's saying is true, but Callahan or or Kareem Jackson are making more interceptions or Justin Simmons, Will Parks, and he ends up with a goose egg this season. How would that affect his value? And what would he think about that? There's so many moving parts to uh, his thinking right now, and whether it's uh, about himself personally or about the team or about the future, the you know the short term, whatever. Um, the, the defense is going to be more active, but he's going to really have to be on top of his game to match up with his counterparts now. He's not the big fish in the small pond anymore. With Bradley Roby last year and Tremaine Brock and Jamar Taylor, he was, but now with Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan. It's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun to see. He's really going to have an opportunity – that was similar to what he had that last couple years under Jack Del Rio and really that prime year with Wade Phillips in 2015. Even though he had a couple years with Phillips, that 2015 season, he and Tlaib were just phenomenal. So it's going to be fun to see how it unfolds. We still have a few more topics we want to dive into today, including what Joe Ellis had to say about the future of the Denver Broncos. But first, got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Zach, I want to talk about this article you had written for our website a few days back, and it's regarding another interview, sit down with Mike Kliss, of course, the, the team mouthpiece, with CEO Joe Ellis. Here's what he said, quote, this is from Ellis, quote, I'm excited about what's ahead of us. Having said that, it's kind of hard having watched OTAs for 20 plus years now, so I don't make too many judgments other than I am impressed with the coaching staff. I'm impressed with Coach Fangio's ability to connect with these players and teach them. They're paying attention to him, and that's good to see. I think that bodes well for this season and beyond, but I'll temper my optimism with we've got to start playing some games. We'll see what the team looks like when we play some preseason games, and then, of course, when we open up on the road at Oakland. That's the real test, and we'll see where we go from there, close quote. So, He's tempering the optimism with a little uh, streak of Kelberman realism. 
<laughs> yeah, I do appreciate this answer from Joe Ellis. He was honest and he wasn't too, you know, optimistic, way over the top, you know, homeristic even. Uh, it's it, it lends more credence to the fact that Elway just knocked the coaching hires out of the park, though, when Vic Fangio really refreshed everyone in Dove Valley from top to bottom. And it makes you wonder how bad they were, what they were subjected to the last couple of years, if their eyes were open this wide now by what Fangio is doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to hear. It's encouraging. But I, of course, agree with Joe Ellis. Like you know, Chad, I want to see the pads go on. I want to see them do it in games. And then I'll, you know, I'll be all in like Elway is. I just like that this team is finally doing the right things again. They're, they're focusing on the fundamentals. They have some real leaders, not only in the locker room, but at the coaching level as well. Yep. And just, I think, this passion that Fangio has for teaching and the way he handpicked each one of his staff members to have a similar type of, of passion for, for being a coach, I just see that really being able to pay dividends, which is why, again, you, we can't get too far over our skis without having seen the product on the field against outside competition. But as a, as a, as a guy who's been following this team since the 80s, you know, you – you can kind of, I don't know, read the signs, the tea leaves. You got your finger on the pulse. It feels different this time around. Yeah. And I don't ever recall myself thinking or feeling that way under Vance Joseph. Under Vance Joseph, even though he got out to a 3 and one start as a head coach in 2017, it never quite felt like, you know, he had all his ducks in a row, so to speak. And the players, you know, they said a lot of complimentary things about their new head coach, of course, just like any any locker room is going to say, but there's something about this time around the quality and the quantity of what's being said about Fangio and his staff from these players that really has me a lot more encouraged that despite having the, what is it? The second toughest strength of schedule this year and being in a really tough division. I think with the changes on the coaching level, Zach, and the, the, the improvements they've made on different levels of personnel, this is a team I feel confident being able to say I think really has a chance to surprise people in 2019. Yeah, it's a great point, Chad, and it's a very well-stated point. And I, I do agree with you. It does feel differently based on what I've seen uh, from the two previous coaching staffs in, in, in my short time on this beat. It, it seems like you can feel tangible momentum, tangible growth. You feel like the guys going to be in charge in Fangio uh, for a long time. I get this John Madden vibe even. There's just this the Bill Cower vibe. One coach and one team for a decade and a half. And that's what I think Fangio can bring to the table if the stars align. Uh, either way, though, they're going to be more improved this year, more disciplined, a better football team, a more exciting team to watch. And baseline, you know, the schedule notwithstanding on talent and coaching alone, 8-8. Uh, eight and eight. So it should be a way more exciting season. And going forward, they got the right guy in place. And that's so important to have uh, based on and compared to what we've seen in recent years. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about actually the one piece of news that came out on Monday, real news anyway, which is the fact that the Broncos signed Draymond Jones, their third-round pick, to his rookie contract. So that leaves only the team's duo of second-rounders that have yet to sign. So it's only Dalton Reisner and Drew Locke. So I wonder, Zach, what it is that's holding up the process of getting those two guys locked down. And it's kind of curious that they're both the second-round picks. Yeah, I don't know uh, that there's anything to it. This is the time in this this time off period where they're going to get their picks locked down. And they are starting the summer early because they're starting training camp early. Hopefully there's not more to it that they're not 
uh, going behind closed doors and negotiating for more money. When they do sign Drew Locke, though, as I wrote about, they're going to have a, a potential franchise quarterback, and we talked about Chad, uh, under contract for relative peanuts, and that's obviously good for the Broncos' salary cap. But I don't think anything's holding them up. Hopefully not. They should be signed, I would say, uh, by the end of the month, if not sooner. A couple other things I want to land on here today before we get out of here was a, an interesting tweet by Pro Football Focus, their Broncos account, at PFF underscore Broncos. On Monday, they tweeted that among the 11 fullbacks with at least 100 snaps in routes since 2016, Andy Janovich ranks first in receiving grade, which his grade is 72.7, and second in passer rating when targeted. So pa- passers, when targeting Janovich, have a 120.6 rating. Now, I think that's interesting because he's going to be playing, I mean, let's face it, he's been drastically underutilized under his previous coaching staff. We got a glimpse under Kubiak when he was a rookie in 2016 in terms of what he can contribute as an actual playmaker, more than just a lead blocker and a specials guy. His first carry as a pro, he took to the house. He said it. Most people can remember that. But what's interesting is this system that he's going to be playing in under Rich Scangarello of course, had the great Kyle Jusek from uh, the San Francisco 49ers. He was used as a real weapon over the last couple of years. I mean, his most of his career in Baltimore and also in San Francisco these last two years, he was really used as a weapon. So Rich Gangarello has seen the vision of what a real dynamic fullback can do for an offense. And I'm really curious with Andy Janovich's skill set. I've always been down in terms of if you're not going to utilize his skill set, is is it really worth having a fullback taking up one of the valued 53? If you're going to use Andy, though, I want him on the team. I want him on the roster because I think he can make an impact. You said it, Chad. You landed on every point there, and not many Broncos fans, or some don't remember that his first carry against the Panthers in 2016 was a long touchdown. He's not just a traditional fullback. He's already one of the the NFL's best run-blocking fullbacks. But like you said, he offers pass-catching potential, rushing potential. He really can do it all. He reminds me of like the new-age Mike Allstott from the old Bucks days. He's just a big bruiser who can do more than that, and they have to use him. He, Mike McCoy, even though he valued the fullback, he kept him on the roster. And McCoy, looking back on it, might have done Janovich the biggest favor just because uh, that position is going the way of the dodo bird in the NFL. Yeah. Not a lot of teams use the fullbacks. And Musgrave didn't use him, like you said. And then finally, you have a coordinator who's more creative and who's evolved in the NFL and, and seen what it takes. And like you mentioned, uh, Juszczyk, I think he can bring more to the table. Now, whether that's enough to out-touch Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Booker, that's going to be tough. But on third and ones, those trick plays, fourth and ones, red zone plays, you have another weapon there. And I am too excited to see what Janovich can do. I mean, that's we talked about this on yesterday's show, but... Joe Flacco, I'm telling you, he's going to have a very dynamic supporting cast. I mean, if everything falls into line in terms of health the way you hope, and you get Emmanuel Sanders back ready to roll week one, across from him you got Cortland Sutton, then you got Deshaun Hamilton in the slot. Tight end, you know, if your worst of your top three tight ends is Jeff Hireman, because Noah Fant is just so dynamic, and Troy Fumagalli is just impressing everybody. And then your running backs, we obviously know how dynamic Philip Lindsay is and how great Royce Freeman can be when he's healthy. Then you throw into that mix a dynamic fullback like Andy Janovich. You know, it's almost so many moving parts. How do you focus it? How do you feed the right people? It's going to take the right kind of play call or the right kind of vision from an offensive coordinator to get that done. And you just hope... Zach, that he's up to the kit, to, to the task Gangarello, and also that as 
a true game manager, and I say that in the best sense of the word, Joe Flacco can be that trigger man to distribute the ball where it needs to go. Yeah, I would even venture so far to say that the Broncos have one of the most dynamic offensive supporting casts in the entire NFL, on paper anyway. Just a bunch of different players that can do many different things and not just limit it to one slot. But it all is contingent on the quarterback, the coaching, and then you have a new quarterback you know, coming off, at, let's say, a down year. You have a first-time NFL coordinator, and with great power becomes, becomes great responsibility. You have all these exciting options, but you have many mouths to feed, different personalities, different things happening. It's a lot to manage for Scangarello, a relative young guy in this business. I, I happen to think, and I know you do too, that he's up to the task and he will get this done, but it's not going to come without hiccups, and he will find his way. But Janovich, I think, is among the lower options on the totem pole, the priorities. But he is there, and he is another option, and it's, it's obviously exciting. One thing I think that will help Scangarello is the fact that his head coach, Vic Fangio, knows what is the toughest type of schemes in situational football to defend. And I think if he leans on his head coach, and I'm sure Vic Fangio is not going to be the type of head coach to you know, be passive in terms of this isn't working or you should have done this next time in this situation. Here's what you should do. You know, if that kind of dialectic is taking place and these guys are communicating, I think that's the one thing that can help mitigate the rookie learning curve as a play caller for Rich Gangarello. Yeah, Fangio even said that, you know, he won't be Mike Munchak, but he will have some influence in the playbook, and Scangarello did confirm that, and I like it, and, and it's the same sense of, of Fangio not putting his players in the best position to succeed and masking their weaknesses. That's what I think he'll do with his, his coaching staff, especially Scangarello. He doesn't have to worry about Ed Donatel, who's like a mouthpiece, but Scangarello is the question mark here. An outside guy uh, running the other side of the ball, and if Fangio can just keep him in check and have a vision for his offense and execute it, and they work hand-in-hand, I think they'll have success. Well, hey, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. A slow Monday, but as always, Zach and I, once we just get talking about your Denver Broncos, the time just flies by. So thanks for sticking with us. Make sure you are following the show on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can find my partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter at Kelberman247, myself at Chad N. Jensen. Don't forget, YouTube listeners, to like and comment before you exit out on this episode of the pod. And if you're on iTunes, don't forget, we need you to leave your creative review. Give us that five-star rating. In the meantime, Building the Broncos, they're going to have a fresh episode for you on Wednesday. Zach and I will be back in the saddle with a fresh episode on Thursday. And then, of course, we'll have the VIP mailbag waiting for you on Friday. Until then, for Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 